Tonight on Killing Eve, things are getting heated. We see a new side to Nico, Villanelle channels Billy, and the Aaron Peel investigation is in full effect. Happy Mother's Day. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you guys maybe had brunch or did something yeah. fun, some uh, alcohol celebration of some sort to all the moms out there. I'm Haley J. We've got Delia and Erica in the booth as always. What's up, guys? And What's we up? are Happy Mother's Day. getting intense. Yes. We are getting really intense. So... This was episode six. I hope you like Missionary. We only have <laughs> two episodes left. Can you guys believe that? Ugh. I know. It goes so fast. It is racing by fast, but I think that's always a good indicator because it means that you're so engaged that you can't believe it's already almost over. Yeah. But I hope that we get more episodes next season. I will say that now. So we have always a lot to get into. Some of the main highlights that I took from this episode where we saw this side of the not-so-nice Nico make an appearance. Mm-hmm. We dive deeper into the Aaron Peel investigation, and then through all that, we're seeing Villanelle channel Billy, which to me, I was like, this is her moment. This is her element to finally get to play with the characters and the fashion and the fun. So that was cool to really see her yeah. bring that new character to life. So, uh, And, of course, we've got our special segment, Woman of the Week, a.k.a. Storytime with Erica, <laughs> that we love so much. <laughs> But to start it all off, what are your overall thoughts? What do you guys think? This is probably one of my favorite episodes of the season, I have to say, just because it hit so many points for me. We talked Nico and their relationship. Like, it, for me, it just hit all the points that I wanted it to hit, and I was very excited about it. Yeah, it was really interesting because it, it is interesting to see that, like, no matter what you d- have done, if the government wants to use you, you know, they will. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, okay. So, and you hear so many of these stories about this happening. So it's interesting to see it play out in mm-hmm. real life. Or Might not be the be. best message out there for bad guys, right? Like, you play your cards right <laughs> and you could be on the government side yeah. and not go to jail. I guess. We'll see how it plays out for Villanelle. I guess that will be the test to see if it works well or not for her Mm -hmm. right i took away this episode being very just like appropriately progressive for every character i feel like we saw almost every single main character really show us more in depth to who they were as crucial characters so i really liked that even with jenna and the teacher we saw more of her personality and we'll of course we'll dive into that starting off with nico so the episode started off with him being really intense and i thought that this was him being showing us that he's actually evil. That's where I kind of thought we were going with this Mm. for a second. And then it turned out to be more of them kind of playing and a sexual thing, which we saw Eve find a lot more fun in her eyes. Turns out he took it a lot more emotionally serious and kind of led to their split. What do you guys think when we started off so strong in that way? Well, I did. I kind of got that he was mad. I felt like he was just like, is this what you want? Is this what you want me to be a monster? Did you think he was going to hurt her for a second? I did for a second. I thought he was, they were going to play like roughhouse, but I didn't know to what point he was going to cross that line. Because this point, this this entire season has been about crossing certain boundaries. I didn't know if Nico was going to be. And we saw how he acted with Villanelle. So we know he is capable of hurting if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that he actually left, though. I was like, oh, wow. You know, like, I knew he was angry or whatever, but I thought she was going to be able to sort of pacify him and kind of keep it together. So it was interesting to see him, like, really stand up and make a move. I told y'all he was going to leave. You I told know. y'all. <laughs> what do we think of that line he dropped on her, do you want me to love you or fight you? And she says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do we think of that and the significance kind of behind that? 
Well, I think he knows that he's starting to see the true sides of Eve, and he knows that they can't go back to just being like the boring couple that they were. And he's just like up to his limit of like, what is it? You, you need to tell me specifically what you want because I can love you or, you know, just fight with you. And he's just like, all right, make a choice. And she did, unfortunately. And I think we yeah. see that they're just very different people where he's not pretending to live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Of that classic kind of simple life, whereas she is, yeah. and we've said this multiple times before, right. she wants it from the outside, but that's not who she is. And I think you hit the nail on the head there where he is finally seeing that. Yeah. And even when he does leave and decides to walk out, she's telling him, don't leave me alone. And he's like, but you're not alone. And you haven't yep. been for a while. Yep. So I I think this might be it with Nico. I don't really expect to see much of him after this. What do you guys think? I mean, I could see him in the way in the way Erica was saying somehow come back around. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do think he's going to come back around because I think the fact that he moved in with a chick is going to be enough to keep her interested because that's a pretty bold move. Like if he was just staying at some like you know, Shank Hotel or something, some crazy hotel, that would be one thing. But I think that the jealousy is going to be enough to kind of keep her kind of coming around and interested and, you know, and all of that. Yeah. I think she, I mean, she she dropped by once. I think she's going to make other reasons to see him because, mostly because she's jealous. Yeah, I think the quote that sticks with me with jealousy, it's jealousy is fear and love at the exact same time. And so that's what makes it so interesting to see Eve have the fear of losing Nico. But at the same time, she still loves him, but she can't lie anymore about who she really is. And Yeah, and I think she never really thought, like, I didn't really think he was going to leave. So I think she's always thought, like, oh, okay, I'll be able to get him back. And then once, now that she's seen him at the school with Gemma and at Gemma's house and all this... I think, you know, it kind of shook her up enough that she's probably going to be more engaged with him, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, his character definitely will be in the next couple episodes because we saw that in the previews and we see it getting a little heated with Villanelle there. So I'm excited to see what happens with that. And, of course, Villanelle is loving the demise of this relationship. Mm -hmm. She's watching from the sidelines, egging it on, asking Eve how things are going. And, you know, just like you guys kind of predicted, Eve wasn't really that upset maybe she just wasn't surprised by villanelle kind of Mm -hmm. meddling herself in and saying things that she probably shouldn't have said that she knew would upset him by revealing the truth of her stabbing her and lying about where she was and actually being with her so all of that kind of unraveled with obviously her telling him yeah so i don't think eve i guess she just knew that was probably gonna happen it's so funny that villanelle feels like she's doing eve a favor by like telling nico she's like she knows that they're one in the same or she believes that they're one in the same. So she's like, I'm just basically making you free from this blind life. I weirdly kind of agree with her, whether it's good or not. I yeah. think that is the truth. And 
if anyone gets it, it's Villanelle. And we even see them go back and forth with that banter of it's it's harder to be like you. And, and Villanelle says, no, it's like us. And I think that really hits home with Eve. Mm-hmm. Being like, wow, like I can't BS my way out of this. This girl sees exactly who yeah. I am. She sees a side. She's got like those laser pointers definitely in her heart. Be like, yep, you're not as sweet. What was that quote? Sweet and loving. It's a lot easier to be it's a lot harder to be sweet and loving and caring than it is to be like us yeah, or something yeah, like that. I'm like paraphrasing, you. guys. That was not what she <laughs> you said. You get the gist. <laughs> but then we do see Eve's behavior really come out when she is in Gemma's house. And how do we think that whole ballerina bra, like, what is she doing? And do we think if Nico didn't interject, would she have done anything physically? Do we think that she could have maybe put her hands on Jenna? Is it Gemma or Jenna? Gemma. Gemma. That's a cool one. I like that. Gemma. Do we think she would have actually done anything? I don't think she would have. But for me, it just it just kind of mirrored Villanelle in the apartment. Very much very so. Very much so. Just snooping and just doing things that you know is going to annoy the person. You always hit home with the mirror stuff because I didn't get that until just now. It it reminded me of her, but I didn't even put the two together with her in this particular episode also going through someone else's belongings and someone else's apartment. So I think, yeah, that's very much signifying how they are now meshing into one. Mm -hmm. But how far will Eve go is the question. Did she even broke the little Mm -hmm. ballerina? I mean, but I don't know. I mean, if you went there and... Your husband is like basically sleeping with a teacher and he just left like the other day, then it wasn't really that surprising. And she's like a cop. So once she said she was going upstairs, I mean, he should have assumed that she was going to be like looking through stuff and trying to see if he's sleeping up there. And I mean, I don't, I wasn't that shocked by it really. You know what I love about these women is that they do this stuff that I wish I would do. When I'm in those Examples. situations. So, yeah, like, if I was in Eve's shoes, I wouldn't necessarily go upstairs and start snooping, but I would want to. Oh, I would be so scared that I'd be caught. And I, know, I would I get caught. But you would want to do it. But you would you be, like, to be pretty bold to know that he's staying with a woman and yeah. show up anyway. Yeah. So the fact that she even came there and they let her in, it's like, okay, well, whatever happens at this point is on you. Yeah. Like, you know. She was looking for trouble when she even said, nope, I'm not busy. I can walk in. I think if it were me, I'd feel so uncomfortable that I would leave because I'd be like, I'm not wanted. It's over. He's with another girl. But that's not Eve's character. Yeah. And yeah. she fully goes in knowing. I don't think she was surprised after we saw her kind of see them together. It's the school. She read her body language. She knew something was going on mm. there. Even when she met her in the past, she knew. So seeing them together in the house, I don't think it took more than two seconds to figure out what was happening there. A female always knows. But they I was very know. surprised Gemma invited her in. I think she was doing the, like, let's be nice and hope she says no type thing, but I was really surprised. And you could that was a funny scene for me to watch the awkwardness of her being like, um, yeah, upstairs. And you could tell how uncomfortable yeah, she was. exactly. She's very, very different than Eve, so... Well, see, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's a little passive-aggressive because I think she invited her in to be like, yeah, your man is here at my Uh house. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I think she's more putting on a front because she likes him. He's there staying with her. She knows that this is his wife, so she wasn't really humble at all. So I don't... So you think it was kind of like, I won type thing? 
Kind of. I mean, not rubbing in her face, but yeah, come on in, have drinks in our home Mm -hmm. because he's in her home now. So now this is a home basically that they're sharing together. You know what? That does make more sense now, especially with Eve's final line and the title of our episode. I hope you like missionary when she leaves the house and she Jenna responds with Gemma responds with saying, I do actually. So I think you're right with that one that she maybe does have more of a backbone than I was giving her credit for. Yeah, because I mean, like, well, yeah, because I mean, Eve's coming in full force. And she didn't back down. I kind of give Gemma props for not being like, like she's kind of afraid of her, but she's so, it's like, come on in. And if we're going to deal with this, let's, let's try to deal with it. Obviously she didn't expect her to be crazy and like go upstairs snooping or anything, but she was very much like, yeah, all right. You want to start something? Come on in. Let's have a tea. Let's talk about this. So I, I give her spill props. Spill the tea. Yeah, spill the tea, girl. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't help but think that she was going to do something with the scissors. Just with this show in general, anytime I see a sharp object or slow music, <laughs> I am that perfect candidate of a, like, let's easily <laughs> fool this girl because I will fall for any potential downfall. Yes. And I thought that she may have, like, stabbed her or something. <laughs> I was like, she's going to kill her. Oh, my God, she's going yeah. crazy. But not quite to that level yet. But she catches she catches herself, right? Yeah, she might have cut up her clothes or something, though. I mean, you know, or whatever. But like, not to the point of stabbing her. Yeah, and even Gemma was like, "Don't bring me into this." And Mm -hmm. I liked that she was, you know, standing her ground and being like, "Look, whatever's happening in your marriage is your marriage, but I am just here being innocent bystander." And I was like, "Ooh." But she's not really innocent by She is not innocent. She invited him into her house and she knows he's married. So it's like, okay. And to your point earlier, she knows what she's doing. No girl is going to want to come in someone's home when the person just left them for someone else. So she knew she was kind of getting her into her trap and then mm, trying yeah. to play innocent. And her cleavage when she is always scared. out. I noticed that I too. Mean, like, I did. She's got yeah. the push-up bras. Yeah, Girl. those uh, those boobs Stop. were were not fooling anyone. Mm. She she had a plan with them. Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> Does that same thing about Nico that these are very two different types of people or do we think Eve was just putting on this mask for so long that Nico fell for her thinking she was someone else I think and Ni- that this is the type of woman he wants to be with. I think Nico's giving her a taste of her own medicine. I think he's just kind of being like, all right, this is what it feels like to have someone else have my complete attention. Because, you know, he was jealous of Illinois. And now Eve's jealous of... That's true. Yeah, like, I think he just did to really make her jealous. He could have mm-hmm. stayed anywhere. He's not broke or whatever, you know, but he chose this woman's house for a reason. And the same way the woman invited her in to kind of show her, like, oh, he's with me now, mm-hmm. he went there for a reason. And then he tried to, like, I guess, you know, play it off and say, oh, I'm sleeping in a sofa bed and she's my friend or whatever. With those big boobs just right. jumping around like, everywhere. Sure. It's like, girl, stop. <laughs> Do we think that he would have chosen to be with Gemma, say Villanelle wasn't in the picture? Mm, I don't think so. Say it was just like... I, I mean, know, I don't think we know enough them. about Gemma to say one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, I think he wouldn't. He wouldn't deviate from Eve if they didn't have. If he didn't have that trust, be betrayed, be broken by, in the yeah. first place. So let me ask you this: If after this season we lose Nico as a character, mm. are we going to miss him? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I mean, he loved Eve, and he loved the good sides of her and the human side of her. So I'm going to miss him. Yeah, I would too because I do. I don't really feel like even if they continue to work together, that she and Val and Al are going to be that exact of a fit. So, yeah, I think I would miss him as well. It's it's one of those bittersweet moments because it would be sad to lose him. But at the same time, I feel like the only way for us to see who Eve is is without 
the past life mm. persona kind of holding her back. So I think he's just that last straw that we need to get rid of to see what her character will fully be mm. without him. Do you know what I mean? It's like getting over your ex-boyfriend, having that closure to move on. Like you can't do it until you close the door. So look at you, Haley. Think she <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> but those were our thoughts. We want to know what you guys think. So Delia has a very special message. Yes. We just want to thank you guys once again for tuning with us every week. We know that you guys love this show. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you're Team Villanelle, Team Nico, or if uh, you have any awesome thoughts. We love reading your comments. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to give us a five-star rating. It really does help us out, guys. And we love being here every week with you guys and watching this show yes we do thank you so much for that and moving right along to villanelle channeling billy this was really fun for me to watch and i imagine the writers and everyone behind the scenes with the crew had fun with this one too because throughout the episode we see her being on these different characters so now this is finally her moment to really dress up and play and i'd seen the previews of the all straight hair and i'd been wondering like what character is this gonna be Mm -hmm. and they channeled her as you know, this basic Instagram. That was so, was so perfect <laughs> to see how really they they said, okay, we're in 2019. You know, they're going to look her up on social media. Mm-hmm. We need to make her look believable on social media. Let's not give her a real job. Like, let's make her an influencer. <laughs> I just thought that was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So that was funny and creative to see how they kind of spun that. But we learned that maybe she's not as good of an actress as she thought. Mm-hmm. I kind of bought the Billy story. Yeah. Do you guys think if you were in the room, you would have bought it? I bought it the when, first time. Around. Oh, the first, first time, time around. I don't know. She had a little bit of an arrogance to her, which plays into her part that she was like some New York chick kind of. But yeah, I think everyone smelled the bullshit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it was um, somewhat believable, uh, but not as you know. Obviously, she did a better job when she came back the second time and mm-hmm. was just honest and straight up. And what you touched on before, it's how interesting that she was this ultimate target, and now she's a field agent working with them, which is really fun, actually, to see her now be on the same side, but I think we're going to continue learning, is she really on the side Mm -hmm. with the, I don't want to sneak too much into predictions, but we did see the next episode kind of teasing, like, are you sure that she is on her side? So I think it's very easy to get lost in liking her now and wanting her to be on the same side, where we almost kind of put your guard down and forget that, wait, this girl still is really dangerous. Right. And we do see that a little bit when her and Eve get into a little bit of a a rift with how Eve was talking to her. And that was like your typical, you know, snappy girl fight. And and Villanelle says, don't talk to me that way. And I'm the only thing that makes you interesting. And I couldn't help but think of that. that much. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of the Kardashian reference when she's like, you're the least interesting to look at. Just had to put that out there. But (laughs) poor Courtney. (laughs) It just kind of reminded me of like, you need me for your success type thing. And that, of course, does something to the ego in itself of making someone feel like they need someone else to be worthy. So what do you guys think? I mean, I, I do think that. Eve, in a certain way, does need Villanelle more than Villanelle needs Eve because Villanelle doesn't really feel anything. She's a psychopath. So I feel like it's just a game to her sometimes. But do we think Eve might be that one exception for her still? I don't know because even with her being honest in that AA meeting, she said she doesn't feel anything. And, you know, her obsession with Eve gives her something to, you know, feel. But overall, that was the first time I've ever seen her character actually cry. Or have emotion because she's so closed off to those things. But I don't know. I, I kind of 
I don't know if Eve is exactly like the one that's going to save her, but it's a distraction for now. How interesting is it that the only thing that makes her feel something is acknowledging that she feels nothing at all? Yeah. That's kind that of a deep. weird. That was like, yeah. Ooh, that was heavy. Yeah. Soulful Sundays over here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Erica, about that whole situation? Um, it's interesting because, I mean, that's why, you know, I feel like she's not going to be able to have like a real relationship because to me, like, if if it was a real argument, then Eve would have responded. But she has to, like, know that, okay, if I push her too far, she could honestly kill me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that is always going to be a problem because anytime Villanelle really pushes back, which is going to happen in any relationship that you have, there's always that fear that she's going to go off. And so I think that, you (laughs) know, so, you know I mean? Because Eve should have said something like, well, what do you mean? You know, but, or no, you know, but she didn't respond. And I think some of it had to be out of fear. Yeah. And that brings us back to how realistic could this relationship be? Say they say we fast forward a couple of years and say they're having takeout one night and so and so forgets to grab something for the dinner. Like what could it be something that small where she's like, I asked you to get this for me and you didn't and now I could get physical yeah. and hurt you and maybe at that point she wouldn't kill her over something like that. But yeah, we don't know what's still in the back of her mind and what she could do. I don't I don't know if you can have a realistic relationship when it's all based on the fun and yeah. I almost feel like Villanelle could lose her interest because nothing really excites her. So I think the second it stops being a mystery or fun for her, right. she'll move on or just not care. Yeah. But I don't think I don't know if she'd be okay killing Eve as as easily as she kills others like we saw in uh, that bus scene. What do we think of that? That was intense. I knew she was going to kill her when she held, like, hugged oh, yeah. her. I was like, all right, something. She's either going to stab her or something. And she wanted Eve to see. She yeah. made that very clear. And that exchange. Yeah. What did you between. think about that? I was wondering if it was, like, kind of... Because what I felt is, like, she... The woman that she killed was controlling... Um, what was the daughter's Amber. name? Amber. Amber. So, in a weird way, I felt like Eve was too pushy on Villanelle in this episode. Was that kind of a threat saying, like, push me enough and this could be you? Because they were making symbolizing of actual push. Because she was actually, you know, on her the whole time when they were working together. And Villanelle's the kind of person you got to just let her do her thing. And they even made the comment to Eve, right? Didn't Constantine even say, like, you're on her too much? Back mm-hmm. off. That's an interesting point. I, I, it's you're always knowing that she's sending some sort of a message to Eve, so that does actually make yeah. sense and very symbolic of the physical push to being too yeah. pushy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, she's undercover, and that does make you wonder, like, when when police officers or whoever go undercover, like, how far do they actually go mm-hmm. for the cover? And since she likes to kill, it's like you don't know what you're going to get with her. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting scene. It was really intense. And I can't help but wonder, were there no cameras on that street? <laughs> like, she just she just gets away with things so, like, public day kills. Yeah. And I know it's a show, but I, I just feel like a lot of these situations, when we saw with the skinning and then just running away, all she had to protect her identity was the mask in that episode. And for this one, she's with someone in broad daylight. Next thing you know, she's under a bus and not even a suspect and not even worried that she might get caught. Well, that's the thing with Villanelle. I think that's her trademark, right? It's, it's, it's so fun and so unpredictable. It's like that's what makes her her. It's that they're the killings that you don't... And to, not like the ghost that's kind of boring and like peaceful and like no one really cared. She makes a whole scene out of it. And I think that, you know, that's part of her personality 
practice just like being an attention seeker. So yeah. if she were to get caught, I don't think she'd care. Well, I mean, the thing is, she's right now she's working for the government. So anything she does, they are going to try to find a way to kind of work it out for her anyway. She's probably so. not scared, right? Yeah. She's not facing any real consequences right now. Yeah. yeah, because they're going to be like, oh, okay, you know she's a killer, and then you hired her to go undercover. So, you know, anything she does, they can't really, you know, they're going to look bad. So mm-hmm. they're going to pretty much cover up for her That's anyway. In a weird way, there's almost a a good reason for a lot of her kills. <laughs> when you think about the past episodes, in the hospital, she killed her friend because we we kind of signified or so we think she wanted to take him out of his misery she kills this woman in this past episode because she feels like she's protecting her friend amber by removing her from her life a lot of her kills are strategic based on even the skinning she wanted to get rid of that guy because he was a bad guy so it doesn't seem like she typically just does it for fun it's almost this weird i'm protecting you in a way so i think there is that like that inner good person somewhere deep down so that's why I'm happy that she didn't end up going after the two girls that we saw at the end of the episode that ordered right. the food because that wouldn't ex- they would line up with her just like for fun and things like that as far as messing with people yeah. but it wouldn't make sense just to unless I'm forgetting about some senseless kill along the way I feel like I think she's just hired yeah most of her kills she was hired so right. she was paid to do it and that was her job or whatever and then I think you know just certain things like Constantine certain other things she killed for other reasons so right. yeah and I think that one of the things that draws me into Villanelle is that oftentimes I don't think I've seen any killer or assassin have that humanity to them. Oftentimes, if it's a female assassin, there's a sexuality that gets played over a lot, mm-hmm. and that's their main like uh, tool. But Villanelle has a humanity that makes us fall in love with her and kind of see the human side and relate to her emotionally. That's kind of like, right. why are we siding with you? You're a killer. Makes us question ourselves <laughs> yeah. as viewers. Exactly. Right. exactly. It's that weird kind of twist of, I shouldn't be on your side, but I like kind of get as a have, human yeah. and... Those, those feelings that we can all relate to that makes us feel like she is a part of ourselves that we can kind of exactly. see and sympathize with. And mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting, but I think that's what makes this show so great is it does cause you to think and question why you fall in love with certain characters. Yeah. And how did we feel about Eve's expression? Because I think the expression said it all when we saw Villanelle reveal the real side of how she's feeling and you said we saw tears for the first time that wasn't acting that was her at first she used eve's story and yeah. <laughs> didn't like that too much but then she says i truly feel nothing and that's i feel like that's hard and thankfully i don't think we can relate to that feels i think sometimes we wish we had no feelings when right. things are sad and you don't want to experience them but i i still think at the end of the day i would rather feel something than nothing at all yeah so i can't imagine how empty that probably feels and do we think Eve was realizing that that may mean they can't ever work because Eve ultimately does have those feelings. Does, right. she, does she think that maybe Eve's kind of telling her that this is all I'm, I am and this is all I'll ever be? I thought she was kind of heartbroken for Eve, for Villanelle. I think it was more of the lines of feeling, getting to know her in a way she didn't anticipate to really get to know her. Um because we didn't, I would have never expected Villanelle to be that honest or to shed a tear and be so open about the fact that she is lonely and doesn't feel anything and feels bored and bored with her life to the point of like it's just 
painful. Almost justifying why she's done what she's done yeah. in the past because she's just trying to feel anything. Even if it's gruesome and brutal and terrible, she's just trying to feel something. Yeah. And I think for Eve, I don't know what that puts her in because it's she knows she means something to Villanelle. So I think it almost aids her to to stay in her life in some way. But I don't know if it's like, oh, we can't be together because you don't feel anything. I think it's almost like I can be something for you or I don't know. See, I don't know because I took it more like she was basically humanizing what it is to be a psychopath because that's basically what the guy in the training said was you take away empathy, you take away feelings, you take all these things you take away and that's what makes someone either a sociopath or a psychopath. And so I think she was kind of giving a human face to the same thing. Like, they don't have feelings like we do. They don't empathize. It's not a big deal for them to kill someone because they don't really feel anything. And so while we understand it, I think she made it more human where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow, that must be really horrible, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of horrible humans, Aaron Peel. <laughs> guy's oh an God. asshole. What do we think of him? He, I, I really think that was a fun scene because there was a side of me that thought she would just kill him right there. And then there's another side that you really see her kind of unmask the bully and he's clearly putting her to the test. He's clearly suspicious of her. He's how rude is it to talk about her in a different language? He said it was Greek. Yes, yeah, he, he said it was some form of to form speak of Greek. in front of someone where it's very obvious they are insulting you is incredibly rude. So he might be a smart guy with his business, but he never developed personable skills. I'll yeah. say that. So how hard do you think it was for Villanelle to sit there and know that she has a job to do but can only do so much and whack him in the nose? You know, I I, I don't think she was going to kill him because I think she's still figuring out what he's all about. But I love that she, like, smacked him in the nose. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. V, like, Villanelle does the stuff that we think this guy needs to get smacked around and she just does it we would just think it we would just be like oh your mom didn't hit you enough (laughs) so I'll do it for you (laughs) but she does it and I love it and I really hate to say this but I really like this Peel character he's so creepy and weird and he plays it well that's for sure yeah I mean he was definitely obnoxious when Eve first met with him and now he's just even more so. And it was interesting because I thought, because she knows all those languages, she probably knows Greek. So I thought she was going to start talking in yeah. Greek. Yeah, That's I really thought what I thought she was going to do. But then, um, but yeah, the, the thing with the book was a good surprise as well. I think that's going to get her in with him, you know, deeper. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good move. So while I feel like that scene was important, I also have so many questions still. Like, it, it showed us a lot more to his character. We kind of hate to love him type feel towards him Mm -hmm. but we don't really know what he's all about even the ghost character we didn't see so we're we have still all these pieces of this investigation to put together yeah what do we think might happen hopefully we find the answer in the next couple episodes or they could leave it as a cliffhanger yeah i really don't know i because i feel like a lot more needs to be oh yeah investigated definitely and that whole relationship with the sister is super weird like they're just a weird family but i like it because it's weird like i'm very intrigued it's interesting. I'm like, what's going on like what is up with you guys yeah it was kind of weird i think it's interesting that uh i think all the moves that you know villanelle has made was to get in with them and i think that you know it's working even though it's not how eve would have wanted her to do it yeah which i do love because that just shows even in 
a high tense situation of I've never worn a wire. I don't know if you guys have, but any situation where there would be an earpiece in my ear, someone's telling me to do something, I think I'd be so obvious. And I guess that's a good thing. I could never pull off being a serial killer because I would (laughs) give myself away. Yeah, yeah, I would give myself away in the first two seconds. I'd be like, huh? I do that thing where I'm probably like talking to say it out loud and totally blow my cover. But Eve or Villanelle removing the earpiece just shows to me that she's like, I am confident and I've got this and I'm going to handle this my way. So I think she's on the same side, but she also plays by her own rules, which I think is where we see the tension with Eve because Eve wants to do things a certain way. And Eve, but Eve also expects her to literally not read the book she gave her. So she knows this is going to happen, but it's still that I'm so interested in you that I'm going to keep you around regardless if you do what I want or not. I still love this fiery whatever this is between them yeah and then actually i mean this is what villanelle does before she kills people every time anyway she always goes undercover and plays some sort of role so this isn't like new to her anyhow so she doesn't necessarily maybe she wouldn't do things the same way eve would but i mean it's not she like gets she gets a job done yeah she knows what she's doing i love constantine and eve in the car that was just comedic gold like i think she just swallowed the She's no longer hearing us. Or he was just like eating popcorn the entire time. He's relaxed. She's freaking out. Because he's, he's so used to he's it. He's so used yeah. to it. It was so good. I love those two, like being compliments. And then even when he gets whacked in the nose and trying to figure out what happens. And he's like, well, he just said he got yeah. whacked in the nose. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, that was great. I, I did think stuff. she'd maybe go for the nets, but <laughs> maybe not, it's a little too harsh. Style. Yeah, yeah. At this time. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you guys. I'm so excited to see like only two episodes. I really mm. can't believe that. I'm really excited to see where this develops and what's going to happen with these characters. And then season three I needs know. to come so yeah. quick. Yeah, I can't wait for season three. <laughs> but speaking of what we can't wait for of every episode, we've got our special segment woman of the week. Erica's got us <laughs> with that <laughs> intro music. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Okay, her name is Kim Hyun Hu. Um, she is actually a North Korean assassin. Um, she's a 55 year old mother of two. And uh, so basically, about in the 80s, 25 years ago or so, she trained for six years learning to speak and act like a Japanese person until 1987 when, when South Korea was preparing to host the Olympic Games in Seoul. So at the time, North Korean's um, Kim, North Korea's Kim Sung and his son were determined to prevent the games from taking place. So they hired Hyun Hu, who was ordered to take down a Korean airliner. Wow. So she placed a bomb in the overhead compartments of Flight 858 before disembarking the plane herself during a stopover. The bomb detonated, killing all 115 people. Hyun Hu was captured and confessed. She was sentenced to death in 1989, but President Roe Tai-woo pardoned her. She is now married to a former South Korean intelligence officer, has two children, and after defecting, now lives in fear of revenge from Pyongyang. Oh, oh wow. my! <laughs> can you guys imagine go and like, and especially nowadays, we can meet guys on apps and things <laughs> like that. You have like your typical baggage of an ex girlfriend. She might be a little crazy. What would you do if you found out someone had 
an entire past life of killing people at what? Well, what is interesting about the stories? I mean, it's kind of like Villanelle, where it's like if the government can use you or the government changes their mind about you, yeah. then you know what I'm saying. Then especially if you were doing things sort of for political reasons or for whatever reasons, kind of like in that higher sphere of you not just killing your boyfriend or whatever, <laughs> then um, yeah, then the government is like, oh, okay, well now you're on our side, like they are with Villanelle. She's killed a million people, and they're still like, oh, okay, well we're gonna like pay you money to work undercover for us so it's kind of interesting to see how that happens in real life where they'll kill all these people and then the government kind of changes and they're like okay you can go and like get married and live your life what typically happens right I know that the it's not like they just get a hall pass and they're free but isn't the incentive is if you work for us now you're going to get a much lower or lighter sentence I don't know well, it depends. Sure like it on the the woman last week in Spain, and like this woman, she's parts. Like she's living with her family in South Korea right now, so she's kicking it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, it's no. Hate. There may have been some in between that we don't know legally. Yeah, though, like, you know, I like mean, she's there now, but well, I mean, she, she may was have sentenced to, pay to death in '89. And you know what I mean? So she wasn't I don't know if I have the year. Either she, way, she, yeah, got she was pretty in jail. Good she was in jail for a while, but she killed hundred and fifty people yeah. and she got pardoned. So, you know, and the other woman, I mean, their government in Europe is different. She killed like twenty three people and she's like out living her life. So, you know. As, I guess it's who you know, right? It's exactly. Who you're exactly. Because there's plenty of people who are kill one person, they still in jail. The world that we're so living you just in. Never learned know. anything, guys, <laughs> from our show. Yeah. You just never know. But I say all that to say that Villanelle will probably be, you know, she might spend three oh, years in fine. jail. She'll be fine. And she'll be out kicking it too. That's all. I'm she's going to be a designer or something, just like making clothes after. Can we this? put a disclaimer at the bottom of this episode? Like, we are not advising to no. go kill people because. You will get caught and it's bad. But if you're hired to kill people or you're. Oh, God. (laughs) These are best judgment, guys. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Then who knows? The government might hire you too. Like, we don't know what the CIA really does. Exactly. There's a lot of undisclosed information there. Thankfully, for Villanelle's case, as much as we are invested with this, it is still pretend. And the real Jody. Yes. Tell us about what just happened. You guys, it was the BAFTA Awards. And our girls. Oh. There he goes. Yeah, it was the BAFTA Awards, and our girls killed it. All right, so uh, they won Best Series. Uh, Jodie Comer got Best Leading Actress, and Fiona Shaw won Best Supporting Actress. They just walked out of there like a boss. Yeah, I'm so glad that they're getting the... The, um, the respect and you know it's a great show they totally deserve it this is an amazing series oh wow that's so great isn't that great it's a very strong cast and I obviously you know we're girls we're supporting women over here but it really is cool to see how much they incorporate just different types of music and all these different writers and keeping in mind that they want it to be very female based giving females a much stronger voice right. I think the characters are all chosen really well and the chemistry on set and I think Sandra Oh being that really big name helped obviously and now yeah next year we want some American like Sandra to win some stuff some American I mean but Jodi definitely deserves it for her role as LNL she's amazing like especially all the accents she just did in this I want to see her in more now I need to see who else I want to like watch more interviews she just did three people in in like what was it like 10 seconds she just talk about uh really Amazing. getting into the character. Oh, yeah, so that good. was cool. Super she's cool. only 26, guys. No. She's oh, only wow. 26 years old. I'm wow. 20. Well, I will be in a month. Or er, in three weeks. 
She's 26. <laughs> She's 26 years old. Yeah. What? It's like you feel good about yourself and then you hear things like this. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> that is really, that's awesome for her. And wow, I had no idea she was that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. How old is Sandra O? Oh, do we know? I have no idea. I don't know. Older. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, she I looks great, know. too, though. <laughs> she looks really good. Though. And I think this is the type of show that, with the powered momentum, it's only going to get better and better. Because oh, people are paying attention even more so, I feel like, than they did season one. So I'm yeah, with, I already knowing we're going into season three. This is going to be good. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those shows that has the potential to be carried on for a really long time. Oh, yeah. Could Perhaps. Have multiple yes, seasons. Yes. Congratulations. Well, congratulations to you guys. And that Love only it. leaves us with predictions. <laughs> Put on the psychic goggles, guys. What's going to happen with just two episodes left? There's going to be a turn, obviously. You think? I think there's going to be some sort of cliffhanger. Yeah, I feel like either we're going to find out Carolyn and her friends. Remember, she's got many friends and old friends. Mm-hmm. So, who were these old friends? She was a little quiet this episode, with I, which I don't trust. So, and she was also <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's I think there's going to be a twist with, either with Carolyn or uh, Jody's character Villanelle. Playing probably with um, a different side. I don't know which team those two are going to be. Or maybe they're on the same team versus Eve. I don't know. That's very confusing prediction. I see what you're saying, though. I feel like there is some (laughs) betrayal somewhere Somewhere, in that team. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, Villanelle actually is probably going to end up... I think she's going to end up killing that guy, Aaron. I hope so. Yeah, I think she's going to end up killing him. And I think then we'll find out that really that's what they hired her to do Mm. okay you think maybe it's kind of a manipulation thing where they expect her to do something well no i think they hired her like maybe to actually to actually kill him because i think part of it is that he has more information than they do Mm. so i think that they are kind of using villanelle to kind of stop him i think that's what they're gonna do a good one. I can only think that we're obviously going to see more of the Aaron Peel investigation. We're going to peel back yeah. as many layers as possible. And then I do think they're going to leave us with just enough, but not the answer to yeah. get us really eager for season three, even more so than we Very already true. are. But with that preview, where they question whose side Villanelle really is on, I'm almost afraid that she might switch on us and betray Eve, which I really, I can't handle that right now in my heart. So I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> we'll see. Do we think there's any chance that she would do that? I don't, if she did, it's for Eve's well sake, I would okay. say. I would say. You yeah, I mean, I think it would be for a reason. Like if she betrays whoever, depending on how much knowledge Aaron mm-hmm. Peel actually has the same way she killed the woman I don't think she killed the woman necessarily because she was bossing Amber she killed the woman because now she's there to to pick up the pieces with Amber and that kind of helped her get in closer mm-hmm. so if she reveals on Eve that might help her get in closer with Aaron there's always mission. some yeah. type of strategy yeah, she knows what she's yeah. doing you're right we don't know but she knows. <laughs> we don't know but she knows <laughs> well guys that does it for us of course like we said only two episodes left so let us know what you think comment and we can keep the conversation going I am Haley J you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at heyj underscore h-a-y-j underscore and I'm Delia Gomez you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Delia Gomez What's up, party people? I am Erica Edwards, and you can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Bye, guys. Happy Mother's Ciao Day. Ciao for now. Happy Mother's Day, folks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.